From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Tuesday, December 27th, 2022. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Kate Burdett. The Ohio State Highway Patrol has identified three of the four people killed in a devastating 46-vehicle pileup on the Ohio Turnpike near Sandusky during Friday's severe winter storm. ONN Stephen Jackson in Toledo has more. Emma Smith, Bernard Blonziers, and Julie Roth all died in the crash. The name of the fourth victim is being withheld until their family is notified. Now, there is a GoFundMe for Julie Roth, who was pregnant at the time of the crash. The child she was carrying did not survive. Roth leaves behind her husband and two children. Individual stories are beginning to emerge about the pileup on the turnpike. ONN's Michael Sandlin has the story of a retiree from Sylvania who was on the highway that day. Tom Haynes spent minutes processing the scene around him. I knew this was really bad, but I needed to get out and help somebody. He immediately offered up his truck as a place to keep someone warm. First responders nearby returned with a young man from Haiti wearing nothing but a t-shirt and pants. He was really, really cold. He was shaking. I was rubbing his hands, worked on his arms, put a sleeping bag around him, trying to keep him warm. He believes it was God putting him in the right place at the right time. I'm just so thankful that I was there to be able to help that one man. I'm Michael Sandlin. The region that includes Columbus has been busy for AAA now that road conditions are improving. ONN's Yolanda Harris has more. On the roads, AAA says their crews are extremely busy trying to help people who have had to ditch their cars. AAA says it received more than 5,000 calls over the weekend. One of the biggest issues they're seeing, dead batteries. They recommend if your battery is three years old or older, replace it. AAA recommends keeping blankets, gloves, snacks, and water in your car, along with a cell phone charger. I'm Yolanda Harris. Airports across the country are still struggling to catch up after the holiday weekend storm. ONN's Richard Solomon reports from John Glenn, Columbus International Airport. 5,700 cancellations on Monday, more than 19,000 delayed. This is the last place anyone wants to be. We loaded the plane up at noon today in Houston, and we just arrived seven hours later. Supposed to be a two-hour flight. Then we got another email, and went to six o'clock. Then we got another email and went to 657. Then we got an email that is canceled. Many travelers here can't wait to be far away from an airport this holiday. And we're here all the way to the 3rd of January, so we're going to ring in the new year in Ohio. Richard Solomon in Columbus. Southwest Airlines was particularly hard hit by complications from the storm. Captain Michael Santoro is vice president of the Southwest Airlines Pilot Association. Our software can't keep track of it. So they don't know where we are. Uh, they don't know where airplanes are. And uh, it's just, it's frustrating for the pilots, the flight attendants, uh, and especially our passengers. At some airports, there's a massive luggage scavenger hunt happening. Hundreds of bags arrived from flights on which people either missed their connections due to the storm, or in the case of Lauren Cundiff, who flew from New York to Columbus yesterday, the airline didn't have enough staff to take her bags off the plane, so she had to come back and try to find them. I came in today with my flight number ready to rumble, and now I see this beautiful garden growing very plush with um, luggage, and (laughs) I can't find mine anywhere. Southwest had 16 flights scheduled to depart from Columbus today. 12 of them were canceled. As if the snow and icy roads weren't bad enough, sub-zero temperatures over the weekend created a lot of headaches. ONN's Lydia Aspara in Cleveland explains. This storm has been a nightmare for homeowners. Mike Hess owns Hesco Plumbing in Brunswick. We haven't got any normal plumbing calls like kitchen drains or 
clogged toilets, it's all been frozen pipes. We were doing probably 30 to 40 calls a day since Friday. And he averages five. And they are not alone. Fire departments all over Northeast Ohio have been getting the same calls. Lydia Spira in Cleveland. No word on whether freezing temps are to blame, but there was a soggy mess to clean up at Ohio's State House today. ONN's Gabriela Garcia in Columbus has the story. Senator Jay Hottinger tweeted video, which shows water coming from the ceiling. At around 9 this morning, a pipe failed inside the doorway. What a mess there. Crews worked to clean up the mess. The pipe was between the second and third floor, which sent water into the entrance of the Senate chambers. No one, thankfully, was hurt. I'm Gabriela Garcia. Ohio's cold weather is now receding. Forecasters say a stretch of days well above freezing will run from tomorrow through all of next week across the state. Six people were found dead yesterday after an early morning fire in an eastern Ohio home. ONN's Dave James reports. Fire crews in Tuscarawas County were called to the house in the village of Newcomerstown about 15 miles east of Coshocton at about 1.30 a.m. yesterday. The county coroner's office said six victims were removed from the home. No details about the victims were immediately released pending notification of relatives. Neighbors told the Canton Repository that a couple and four children lived at the home. There was no immediate word on the cause of the blaze. Dave James, ONN News. Five people were shot overnight at a home on the west side of Columbus. ONN's Amy Steigerwald reports. We're told this call came in just after 1245 this morning. Police say all five of the victims range in age from 17 to 19. Four of them transported to Nationwide Children's Hospital. They drove themselves there, we're told. The other one was taken by a medic to Grant after being shot in the foot. Now, all of them are stable. We're learning those shots were fired both in and outside the home. Columbus police tell us this home is a short short-term Airbnb rental property. Amy Stuckerwald in Franklinton. This is the second time in two weeks Columbus police have investigated a shooting with multiple victims at a short-term rental property. Three people were shot last week at a rental property near the university district. Two of the victims were critically injured. No word on any arrests so far. The co-leader of a plot to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer has been sentenced to 16 years in prison. Adam Fox returned to federal court today, four months after he and Barry Croft Jr. were convicted of conspiracy charges at a second trial in Grand Rapids, Michigan. They were accused of being at the helm of a wild plot to whip up anti-government extremists just before the 2020 presidential election. Investigators say the group initially met in a suburban Columbus coffee shop to begin planning. Croft will be sentenced tomorrow. And tonight's Columbus Blue Jackets home hockey game against Buffalo is postponed because the Sabres can't get out of Buffalo due to the aftermath of the recent winter storm. No makeup date has been set at this time. Special thanks to our affiliates, WTOL-TV in Toledo, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WBNS-TV in Columbus for their contributions to today's podcast. I'm Kate Burdett. On the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.